some time for sure for questions if you want to come up you know i'll definitely give out have some fun right uh and um if you don't want to come up but you have questions put them in the thread down below click that little bubble and i'll i'll uh i'll be sure to ask your your question how you guys doing man hey joe thanks for having us man it's great we were able to put this together um it's wednesday i just got back from cosmos denver so trying to get situated around here Oh, very nice. Very nice. Yeah, I think I'll go next year. I, I, I wish I could have went this year, but uh, it just does not work out usually with my, my normal schedule. Chad, nice to have you up here, man. Thanks for having us. Looking forward to listening to you guys talk. Um, if we can go ahead and get the source profile down there. Um, I believe Ben's on the other line down there and get him up here. Sure, sure. And uh, if you guys, hey, guys can, just make sure you uh, make sure. So this is uh this is Paul. I'm one of the co-founders of Source. Uh, ben, our CEO, he couldn't make this one, so it's gonna be uh me and uh, Jesse and Walt, our CFO. I think he might be in here as well. All right, I got Kat, Chad as the so Chad, just keep an eye out for microphones because sometimes my I don't I don't see all the alerts right away. I think there's like a little delay every once in yeah, a while. Yeah, copy that. I'm looking for them. Yeah, I got a bunch of your official accounts so people can go ahead and follow those. And I just I want to preface the space by saying that um, I heard you guys, and hopefully you can hear me now. I'm using a, I'm using a, uh, a headset. But um, I heard you guys on uh, Tank's um, space. I don't know. It was maybe like two weeks ago. And I caught the very end of it. And all I heard was, you guys have an airdrop waiting for you. Just connect the chain and it'll be there. And it was, so that was pretty cool. You guys did like a proper drop for the first time ever. Yeah, the, uh, the airdrop, uh, we just kept it very basic, uh, very simple. So um, uh, what was airdropped has been dropped and uh, the tokens are there for anybody to claim that, that qualified. Um, the only thing that we usually get that comes up with that is uh, people say, oh, well, I had it and uh, I didn't get an airdrop. It's probably due to uh, we did not drop to anyone delegating to centralized exchange validators. So if you didn't get an airdrop, that's most likely the, the reason why. All right. Well, um, like I said, we had kind of an eventful day in the market. If you guys don't mind, I want to just read out some uh, some of the, the token prices that we've got. And uh, there's like a big catastrophe on, on Coinbase where they shut down, right? I guess, I mean, sometimes it happens, I guess, on the centralized exchanges, they get, quote, overwhelmed, but some token, some tokens just don't care, man. Like Solana doesn't care. FetchAI doesn't care. Aptos doesn't care. They're all up like 20%. Yeah. So Solana's up 
Solana's up 14%, to $123 right yeah. now. Render up up 13%. It's crazy. Yeah, it, it is crazy. And it, it, I don't know, it, it really makes you wonder too what, with these exchanges. Like we've been in crypto a long time and um, we've seen everything in this market. And it, it just presents, you know, a lot of opportunities and convenience. It really makes me wonder if it is like a glitch or, you know, servers being overwhelmed or, you know, something else is going on. You, you'd like to think that it's just, you know, a lot of action, but, you know, it's the Wild West out there. Oh, yeah. And I mean, uh, Brian, Brian Armstrong is definitely a good guy and fighting for the, uh, you know, fighting for the people, I guess you could say, as much as a corporate guy can, but I'm sure it's not his call. Sure. Someone definitely, ha- someone definitely has a master switch at all times. Yeah. That they could just press. So, yeah. But man, markets are great. Adam's been performing. It, Adam is not going to, you know, shock you on any given day or any given week, but people are probably happy to see Adam well above $10 for the first time in a while. That's good. Um, all right. Let's, I guess, let's go to source. Let's, um, why don't you guys give me like a one minute elevator pitch and then I'm going to, I'll have a bunch of questions in chat if I forget to ask stuff. Sure. Um, yeah. And, uh, and we'll go sure. So yeah, just like a one-minute elevator pitch, and then we'll get started. Sounds good. So uh, basically, our blockchain is focused on business solutions and Web three applications. Um, so we have uh, a lot going on there that we've been working on for the last two years. Um, mm-hmm. And there's basically two parts, and that's the first part. And the second part is the native application infrastructure. Uh, that we're building with our own DEX called SourceSwap. Uh, we're going to have a source market for NFTs and real-world assets um, and all kinds of stuff there. And then, you know, a DeFi market and all the, you know, good things that you can do with DeFi. So uh, we have a lot of native applications in the works. We also have uh, a metaverse that we're working on to kind of... Um, gamify and play into DeFi a little bit with gaming as we also want to uh, we have plans to get into the web3 gaming space uh, so yeah that's basically what we're doing and um, you know from the the business side the a lot of these native applications are basically providing us with infrastructure that allow us to uh, leverage you know white label business solutions and actually use a lot of this tech to uh, integrate into businesses. So we've been establishing a lot of uh, partnerships and uh, relationships over the last two years to um, really start building some cool technologies uh, that might not necessarily be a user interface, but they'll be business solutions and creating a lot of value for the chain. So there's a lot of exciting uh, things that that we're seeing develop, and um, yeah, that's that's basically what we're doing. All right, are you, are you guys going to be a permission chain or permissionless? Uh, so we do have uh, Cosmosm contracts, uh, and it is permissionless. Um, one of the more unique things about our blockchain is uh, our Guardian node structure, uh, which is a little bit different in Cosmos. Um, but there's a lot of business uh, reasons why that I don't have to get into why we've established that. Um, just because we're doing some very strategic uh, 
moves here with this. And um, as far as, you know, getting applications built on chain and, you know, traditional governance and how that's going to go, um, it's just like any other Cosmos chain. Got it. Okay. So you don't often hear that, uh, like, like a, you, know, you guys have, I guess, a decent-sized team if you're doing the infrastructure and you're building proprietary apps at the same time. You don't often see that around Cosmos unless it's either permission, permission or an app chain. Is that right? I can't think of another chain that's doing this off the top of my head. Maybe there are a couple, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not really aware of it uh, either. Uh, we've, you know, we, we try not, we, we try to stay involved as much as we can, keeping up with the rest of the space. But you know, we are really busy, focused on um, our own tech and and what we have doing. So, um, you know, I can't speak on on what other chains out there are doing. But uh, you know, the the idea here is to create um a, an ecosystem that can leverage uh cosmos and not only what our our chain can do but also like ibc and all these other technologies and app chains that are being built um, and we're starting to see that more and more but um, as more and more business starts being able to understand uh, what solutions can be provided for them um, that's really where we're going to start seeing, I think, a big uh, boost in adoption in the technology. And like one of the analogies I like to use is, you know, uh, on the the business side of things, is you know, think of um, like a thermostat in your house that runs on Linux. Like nobody knows they're using it or or that it's even running. So and no one cares. Like they just want their thermostat to to work and and do what it does for them. And with our business solutions, that's also kind of the same concept. Like we want to bring adoption through business applications and uh, use case and true utility where, you know, there might be people using the chain technology and they're using it through some other web application and they don't necessarily even know they're transacting on with on-chain data. Um, so that's that's one way we look at it. And then, uh, like I said, with our native applications, uh, we're building those to support the as the infrastructure system to support all those solutions and and products and clients that we're going to have. Very cool. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm still trying to think. I, I can't think of another chain off the top of my head. I'm sure someone will think of one too. Because it seems like if if the core team is going to also build at least like. A, a couple of the DeFi primitive apps, it almost doesn't make sense to, for a small team to try to launch a competing product, but maybe like more like a complementary app that might go along with what you guys have built. Do you have any independent teams that are building on the chain now? Uh, yeah, so uh, we have our in-house developers uh, building our native apps right now. Um, and then we are gonna have, um, you know, there are a few other developers building on chain. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're not really trying to compete with like osmosis or anything like that. It's really what it comes down to is like the reason why we have to build like our own decks is because, like I said, it's a it's an infrastructure layer where um, is 
that's going to be on our chain because a lot of the business solutions we're going to be utilizing are going to be white labeled um, for these clients and they're going to need like a quick you know swap right like that's just quick to the chain they might not even um, have a uh, direct ui connection because it could be through um, you know their own proprietary ai uh, ui right so we don't want to have to deal with like an ibc transfer in that case uh, we just want to have you know quick access to a swap now that happens it's done and the rest of the uh, data can just move along um, so i hope that kind of answers the question as to like why we would build native applications and not be competing with other app chains as well. Yeah, no, it definitely makes sense. Um, uh, Chad, how'd you hear about Source Protocol? And by the way, it's sourceprotocol.io if you want to check it out. Correct. I just started seeing uh, stuff on Twitter posted about them and then I kind of dove in to their Discord and saw that they were actually like uh like they were saying uh dig it into bringing businesses into crypto i thought that was a very unique uh take on on what blockchain hasn't done yet it seems like every one everybody wants to build their own their own decks or their own their own nft platform or whatnot but it seems like everybody is forgetting to bring in businesses and that is a ton of money that we can bring into this space just by doing that that's what that's what i have been really excited about with source yeah, I mean, up until this point, it's been disappointing, right? You know, if you're in DeFi, like, yeah, it's great, you can do swaps, but like a lot of the tokens that you're swapping, like, they don't need to exist other than for the point of swapping them for something else, right? Um, I see Solana definitely putting some solutions out there with all their different token standards. I think that's like super smart. And okay, Ethereum is more, the token standards are more catering to like the niche NFT crowd. Solana looks like they're gonna, they're gonna be able to attract some institutions to use their chain you guys um you're, you know you mentioned that there, there are some business solutions that uh and you guys are building your access infrastructure can you give like a concrete example of you know it could be hypothetical but of what a business solution would look like like let's say i i have a some company what would i specifically use source for and how would it look yeah uh, I mean, yeah so Paul, if you want me to step in here, I, I can take probably take this one. Yeah, um, yeah so I'm, I'm the CFO of uh, a source. Um, I come from kind of a different background. I come from Wall Street, uh, worked at BlackRock and things like that. So um, I joined the group kind of last, but I, I've been working, you know, in, in looking for, uh, you know, a team and a group that was really looking to kind of bring business solutions and all these Web2 companies to Web3 and all that. So that's uh, why I was excited to join the source team a couple of years ago now. Um, to answer your question directly, what are, you know, we have some clients. Um, one is, uh, you know, Give Bucks, who's going to be on there. Uh, they're based out of Newport Beach, California, and um, they're actually looking to bring basically, you know, ut uh, retail utility to crypto here in the U.S. Um, it's a charitable, you know, giving company that basically you can buy on-demand gift cards for, um, you know, pretty much every big box retailer, chain restaurant, Amazon, and all that. In the process, you get about 3% that goes to the charity from that you know, big box retailer, Amazon, whoever. Um, but, you know, as long as it's supported, this goes back to talking about the decks too. Like, you know, if it's supported in, in our decks, you can use, you know, instead of having XYZ 
crypto almost strictly for a speculative purpose, you can now use it, get this gift card to let's just call it Cheesecake Factory while you're at the mall, go and enjoy you know, a meal at Cheesecake Factory, give back to, you know, American Red Cross or whatever your charity of choice is that's been approved on the app and, uh, you know, done all that with crypto um, and, you know, have a good feeling at the end of the day and, and, you know, hopefully a good meal, just, you know, <laughs> using them as an example. So that's kind of one business solution that we did um, that'll, that'll be going live in the next few months. We've, we've worked on, um, you know, we have metaverses that are industrial metaverses that we're working with that are looking to, uh, that have major Fortune 100 clients um on there that are you know going to be building on you know source and using that um you know for uh business purposes uh you know things from gene therapy to other things there um that's exciting um you know some bigger picture things that we're looking at are you know things that are heavy heavy you know database type stuff um so you know in the, in the real estate markets like title and mortgage servicing things like that we're talking with companies about bring that onto the blockchain so that regulators are happy with the transparency of it. Uh, it cuts down uh, on, on some server costs and some database costs and uh, is more efficient. Um, things like that. Those are some examples of, uh, you know, real world examples of, of bringing some sometimes boring uh, and sometimes more exciting, you know, kind of traditional enterprise web two type companies onto, uh, you know, blockchain technologies. Okay. Yeah. Cause you know, I, I come from, you know, my first full-time job was it was in retail and I was managing stores and, you know, all the systems used are, are pretty archaic, right? Whether it be the cash register or the, the means of keeping track of inventory to payroll to having meetings. I, I thought like three, four years ago, everything w would be better, more efficient on blockchain, right? Like, why can't you do payroll on blockchain? Why can't you, why can't I just have my, my phone app I scan in at work to tell, and then it keeps track of my hours, right? It keeps track of like how many breaks I take and all that. And I get paid based on that. I, you, you guys sound like you, you're, you're focused on, on the infrastructure and the apps. The, the, all of these solutions are going to need UIs, right? So are you expecting the businesses to kind of develop their own and, and integrate it with your chain? Or is this going to be something that's going to be like a phase two um, in the next couple of months where you guys are going to build out some of the basic UIs? So, so far we've been helping, um, you know, we give bucks, we've helped with their UI, with their team. Uh, we see it to be a collaborative effort. You know, I mean, we're not here to build out people's UIs necessarily, but, you know, um, we certainly wanted to, you know, interact with the chain the best way and, and, and have the most, you know, adoption. So if we can help out uh, in certain ways, we, you know, we'll, consult and help uh but it's mostly been working with internal um you know design you know internal teams that work you know kind of work in that ui phase um and, and mostly been trying to you know work more on the integration side but it has been some work on the ui side i don't think we're going to do that independently of you know whoever the client might be but in conjunction with uh has been the way it's been and my guess is that's the way it stays and going back to your kind of example on the retail side um uh, Supply chain is something that we're working a lot on, um, be it logistics. We have a, a very big group that's, you know, farm to table kind of um, agricultural logistics. And, um, you know, uh, so that kind of thing is, is another, you know, you know, call it inventory management, logistics, whatever you want to call it. That is something that we are uh, actively working on with, with partners as well. So I'm kind of glad you brought that up. 
Okay, because I think it totally makes sense. I think that um, it's almost like too much effort has been put into basically gambling, on-chain gambling, and not enough effort has been put into the simple stuff that blockchain seems to be pretty good at, which is like basic, like keeping track of stuff, right? Keeping, yeah. Keeping track of in- inventory, or like you said, it could track an item, you know, throughout its life on, on whatever supply chain it's on, even like housing. How, you know, when you when you go on Zillow, you're looking at their inventory, right? That's housing inventory. And each inventory is kind of, each house is kind of like an NFT. And it has its own address and its own square footage and its own, you know, number of bathrooms and all that. So, yeah, I, I think this is good to hear. I think a lot of people, and I'm looking down at the room, I see Scott down there. I see Robo. I see like a, a bunch of boomers who are probably happy to hear this stuff that it's like, all right, we have enough gambling and <laughs> like DJ stuff on a blockchain. Tank was in here. The first time I ever talked to Tank, we were talking about using blockchain to just keep track of like like medical records. Yes. Like, why is this not a thing yet? You know? That's that one's tough with the regulatory. We've looked into that. That's something we want to get into. Um you made it, you know. I couldn't agree with more, you know, more with most of your statements, to be honest with you. Uh, we want to bring much more utility. The, the technology can be used in a much bigger way, on a much enterprise way. Um, real estate is a great example. And um, with regards to, um, like, you know, MLS, which is what Zillow feeds off of, that should 100% be on chain at some point, you know, and we'd love it to be on source. Um, you know, those, those kind of things um, all should be moving in that direction. And, you know, our, our kind of thought process on that was there there isn't seem to be a lot of guys taking the lead on that, right? There isn't a lot of people reaching out to these enterprises and showing them solutions. Because a lot of these companies, especially small mid, they, they, they have in the back of their mind, yeah, you know, I there are probably things we could be doing with blockchain to make us more efficient, help us compete with some of the bigger players in our industry, but they don't have huge tech teams and stuff like that. And, you know, we're kind of looking and partnering up with some of these things and bringing some of our expertise and, uh, you know, helping them build onto the chain. So, uh, yeah, I can agree more. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that opened, opened my eyes, and maybe this is stuff is not built because like people that don't have a lot of interactions with, with banks and like not haven't had a whole lot of interactions with uh you know um hopefully not with like the medical industry and stuff but everything is so inefficient and it doesn't need to be it's almost like like just a a, a giant system of job creation and middlemen when you know i i I bought my house in 2013 i think i i put the offer in on the house at like i don't know like in september but i was pre-approved right so the bank pre-approved me for I, I remember it was three hundred thirty thousand dollars. They pre-approved me for this mortgage, and and the house that I was gonna buy was one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. So I want to know if like when my offer gets accepted, why don't I own the house that day? <laughs> right? There's a whole slew of paperwork and people and phone numbers and emails and documents that have to get. All that stuff could be almost automatic. It could be just as easy as buying something off of a marketplace on blockchain. At, like, but like you said, it all has to go on chain first, right? Well, so I think I said at the beginning of this thing, you know, we, I, 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 you know, briefly mentioned title, right? That's, you know, there's a group that I've been speaking with, or we've been speaking with, sorry, um, that wants to basically do that, right? So we're not looking to recreate it ourselves. That would be a yeah. lot of work, but they have a lot of the base technology and stuff like that, and we want to bring it on chain. Like, that's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, there's some legal paper, all that stuff. So maybe it's not, you, you know, your offer was accepted. Now you own the house 10 minutes later. 
but you know, you don't need to have a closing three weeks later or whatever it is, you know, <laughs> like that, that, that's also not. A- yeah, no, it, it took, it took like three, it took like three and a half months oh, that's, yeah, that's and awesome. yeah. something like the title, like there's a fee to transfer the yeah. title, right? I think I paid like five, 500 or a thousand bucks just to have paperwork sent to me. It's like, that does not need to, need to be individual at every step of this process, right? A lot of this can be, can be done trustlessly and pretty much automatically on a chain that has business solution. And I'm just using uh, houses. No, but it's a good example. It's it's much more complicated example because you touched upon it. Like there's been a lot of job creation here, right? And there's actually a term in Austrian economics that goes into this and we want to build buildings and offices. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, it's most of the people, if you ever walk into a bank, they're all just sitting Uh there. Right. That's that's like almost I went to unless it's a restaurant that's busy, right? It's a, it's it's really weird. If you walk into a car dealership, everyone's just kind of sitting there, right? And the process is so grueling and, and painful, it just doesn't need to be. If I'm pre-approved for a loan, that's as good as having the money in my pocket, almost. It should be anyway. But anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll focus on one, just one example because that's like one of the things that I think is a no-brainer to go onto a chain, whether it be source chain or, or uh, source protocol or or whatever the um whatever the case might be. Yeah, we agree. And there's a lot of different things out there um, that are not dissimilar to that. Um, And, you know, that's kind of what we're working on, you know, one partnership and, you know, kind of one company at a time. All right. So I I see you guys are are definitely like um, focused on, uh, on business solutions, right? But most chains at the stage of the game, are interested in bringing new, bringing liquidity. Is it more important for you guys to prioritize customers versus like the typical like, oh, we got to put liquidity pools on the decks. We got to get people to deposit liquidity pools, and let's have some transactions on the chain. You know, it, it seems like you guys might have slightly different order of priorities there. I'll touch upon it, and then I'll let Paul kind of talk about. It. Sure. I, you know, I think, I think they're all important, right? Like, I, I just think it's been too one-sided, right? To your point that everyone's just been doing the one side, right? Which, you know, in my mind, you know, I, I kind of call one retail, one, you know, inter- enterprise, right? Um, and, and both sides are important, right? Like, you know, the traditional liquidity pools and all that stuff is extremely important to us and, you know, having community and having all that. And we want all that and people... Know, doing transactions. We just don't think it's the only thing people should be focused on and the only thing a chain should be focused on. So we're not shunning that or anti that by any means. It's just that we think there needs to be more parity between the retail and the enterprise side of the company, uh, sorry, uh, side of the business. So uh, we're, we're just supporting both. So no, that's still a very important part uh, of the chain and of the company. It's just not you know, we're focused as well on bringing enterprise clients to the thing. Because enterprise, the sales cycle for an enterprise client is much longer, right? So, you know, I think it's important to have both sides of the ledger. Yeah, and uh, I'll touch upon it. Like, hey, hey guys, I think I was, I was kind of chiming in here earlier, but I think I was. Uh, but this is Jesse, and I'm, I'm the CRO for Source. Um, and this is kind of where... Hold on a sec. I'm sorry. I had to mute everyone, but I'm, I'm having like technical uh, blow up over here. Um, hopefully you guys can hear me, but I, I just, my phone just went haywire. I don't know if it was the app or my phone. I think I'm, 
I get a thumbs up, so I'm good. I'll I'll unmute everyone. Sorry about that. Go ahead, Jesse. There we go. Uh, can you hear me? Is, is that can you hear me now better? Yeah, you're good. I think it was me. I don't think it was one of you guys. Oh, okay, okay. No, I was I was having technical difficulties earlier hearing too. So, um, but yeah, no. Our big focus when we when we really start approaching a lot of these enterprises, right, and like focusing on on say the LATAM market um, and bringing that community onto the space. No one in the cosmos space right now is really focusing, let's just say in that region, right? Like Latin America. And we have a lot of connections and a lot of guys down there are super thirsty for this, um, specifically the enterprises, the banks and a lot of different uh, communities down there, right? But it's very, very difficult for say them to just get onboarded in general. So we see it as, as kind of like a two-prong approach that as we get um, some of the enterprises uh, and different partnerships down there, it's easy for them to like it, it, it brings the confidence there very easily to source when we're getting validated by, you know, one of the other partners down there, right? Just because it's like, hey, we don't want to just jump in there and it's just this random token. So we've taken a very strategic approach on how we're going to be uh, kind of going after the communities there specifically. And then as a whole, and as we're going after some of these other communities, we we're doing somewhat of that same thing. It's like, how do you get a lot of, you know, um, just confidence is, hey, you go get one of these larger uh, partnerships and it does instead of just bringing one they start you know you bring in an entire ecosystem within a different enterprise so we do see that but it does it makes it a little bit of a you know kind of it is a little bit backwards where we want to go after the the enterprise clients and then the community itself we start to build it kind of um depending on like which ones we're going after right specifically if we're going after like a region uh india is definitely a big one as well so we're we're focusing almost like region region specific as well. Since we see, sometimes we wish the Cosmos community would focus, uh, would kind of be sprouting out that way too, or, or different ways. But but we like it. We like being some of the first ones, kind of going that that route. Got it. Yeah, it does make sense. And I think maybe the reason why there's just so much like senseless gambling on every single chain right now like everything is gambling right whether it's like flipping <laughs> yeah, like let, let, let's be honest go, go down the list of coin gecko and how many of those tokens would you buy and hold for 10 years without checking the price right so maybe it's because the focus has been like europe and united states where like our systems are kind of especially infra infrastructure communications and stuff it's definitely better than most of the world so maybe they're that like we don't need to to immediately go to blockchain to to get like a drastic improvement with with little effort compared to some other regions definitely yeah definitely yeah, but, and, and like i said uh you know uh we've we've been in this space a long time and I, I can tell you're you're getting the gist of what we're trying to do here because you know a lot of uh entrepreneurs we talk to like they, they say the exact same thing tank said the same thing we're entrepreneurs we're a lot you know, we're just like you guys, uh, we're trying to make something happen. And, you know, we've, we've been in this space and, you know, we've seen the gambling side of it, um, you know, all the way back to BitConnect and, and some stuff I'd rather not even and talk about. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, there's, there's so much potential that we've seen with the tech side that's being built, but it's just not, uh, we're not seeing the adoption we'd like to see and the solutions we'd like to see in business and actually being used in the real world. And so that's 
that's why we started out doing this because we're like, look, if no one else is going to do it, we're going to do it. Um, because there's so much potential. There's uh, so much we can do uh, to improve uh, solutions and efficiencies, uh, security, uh, just across the board, just all the things that you know that blockchain technology uh, can improve on once you've been in this space. So we're just trying to kind of be that bridge and that glue that starts, you know, connecting all this tech and actually putting it to good use. Do, do you guys have boots on the ground in Latin America or are you doing everything remotely? No, we have, we have, we have a, we have a couple different groups down there, like different partnerships and different, uh, kind of partners down there that are doing uh, big in crypto. So in like, I don't know if you guys know, like specifically like Andres Manessas, very big down there uh, in the Hispanic community as well. So we, we've kind of slowly been sprouting down there, like Brazil as well as one, um, which is exciting, right? Because it's like, then when we go down there, I know that there's going to be a couple other events that we're going to be partnering up down there with. So so we've definitely been uh, been trying to build it as fast as possible down there. Uh, there, I mean, there are people in the audience and if you guys came in late, you know, source, source protocol focused on, uh, business solutions, building their own web three apps that businesses can, uh, kind of connect to, to streamline their operations. And they did have an airdrop. So if you're listening, you might've gotten an airdrop. You guys had pretty good, you guys had like a, almost like a non-gameable airdrop, which I think was good. The bar was like reasonable to get this airdrop. You want to talk about that for a little bit, and then maybe what sh what could we or what should we do right now with the airdrop? Uh, sure. So um, the the airdrop um, has been um, out for uh, the the snapshot was I want to say uh, the last one was the end of. Uh, 2022, um, and uh, right now, you know, the staking on the chain um, is what you want to. It's still very early. Uh, we the mainnet just went live October 13th of last year, uh, so we've only been live for a few months. Um, we're going to have native applications up and running. Uh, we are trading on Osmosis, so you can find uh, our liquidity pool there. Um, with USDC, uh, and uh, yeah, we're just uh, we're building. We're just focused on getting these native applications built, um, and there's going to be a lot of utility with the tokens uh, when the apps come out. Uh, we're also working on some, uh, like I said, uh, Web three gaming. We have a lot going on. We're actually building a, a browser based. Uh, mini game that's going to be coming to the chain where you're going to be able to use those tokens uh, in kind of a fun way uh, just to kind of be like a entertainment holdover while we you know in the meantime until we get some of our native applications out uh, so we've partnered with uh, 2tg entertainment uh, it's a gaming studio out of uh, vancouver uh, and we've partnered with them to get this fun little uh, browser-based game that you'll be able to play anywhere web3 earn source by playing uh compete we'll run tournaments 
So uh, we're really just trying to, um, you know, chip away at the tech and partnerships and really just get this chain off the ground. Um, so there's a lot, a lot of moving parts uh, going on behind the scenes. Um, and the best way for you to uh, stay in the loop and find out what's going on is to, you know, follow us on Twitter, join our Discord. Uh, a lot of the team is in there a lot. Uh, we have uh, Corey, our lead dev. He's at uh, ETH Denver right now. So he's networking and uh, cooking up a lot of uh, good connections uh, with that. And uh, um, yeah, just uh, just get plugged in. Joe, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, he said tokens. So there's actually two tokens. There's a source token and a SCRX token. And I was just wondering if Paul might explain the difference between the two. Sure. So uh, <clears throat> we have a DeFi uh, smart contract token that's also available. It's on PancakeSwap on the Binance smart chain. So we actually launched that token ahead of our blockchain. Uh, and this, there's some strategy behind this that I won't necessarily get into, but uh, the SRCX token is basically a, um, a, a DeFi automated liquidity token that's going to be integrated uh, also into the source ecosystem. Um, and there's going to be a lot of uh, DeFi benefits for holding that token as well. So we kind of have this uh, two-token ecosystem and SRCX, we kind of look at it as like a, um, you know, on-ramp of liquidity or offshoot product that is in the Binance smart chain where it can catch a lot of liquidity and attention. And then a lot of that uh, revenues from SRCX and its smart contract can be driven into the source blockchain itself. And that can also happen vice versa. So it gives us a lot of uh, room to play with uh, EVM ecosystems because now we have a native token that's EVM uh, that can go on the uh, EVM side. And then we have um, we have also a wrapped version of SRCX on, on source chain that we just uh, wrapped up thanks to uh, Delta Swap and uh, Planck's technology. So, uh, <clears throat> and, 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 and the wrapped version of SRCX is IBC and everything. So uh, it doesn't have the smart contract functionality that it has on the Binance smart chain. So that's going to create an interesting, uh, you know, polarity, I guess, uh, and some price action. And we'll see what that does. But there's, there's benefits to uh, holding it no matter which ecosystem you want to participate in. But a big part of that strategy is that, um, you know, by having a Binance smart chain accessible token, you know, there's a lot of people in that ecosystem that just want to, you know, they kind of just want to stay there for now. They might not really want to come over to Cosmos, but if they find our token and start, you know, uh, using it and they enjoy it, uh, and they're making a good return off of it, then they might look at our ecosystem and then start checking that out. And then they're going to start exploring uh, what we have going on in the chain. 
So that's kind of like a, a fishing line out uh, off of um, uh, off our ecosystem into the Binance to help draw in liquidity, gain more exposure, uh, and just be more accessible across the board uh, in in an EVM environment. So I hope that makes sense. Got it. Uh, so, so what was your connection to Binance before building on Cosmos? So uh, it's kind of a long story, but long story short, we had a fairly different um, DeFi protocol uh, that we were originally going to build on the Binance Smart Chain. And we were just not really even going to bother building our own native blockchain. Uh, but after we started get making a lot of progress, we basically said, look, we really need to um, capitalize and you know, do what's best for the business going forward. And we, to do that, we have to have the best foundation possible, which is what led us to building our own uh, Cosmos blockchain and needing that for all the infrastructure to do all this DeFi work that um, our protocol is going to do. So the original um, SRCX uh, protocol that it was involved in has now evolved to fit more in line with uh, the Cosmos ecosystem. And it's the focus is not as much, you know, the Binance smart chain. Um, even though we like that ecosystem, we didn't want our entire business and infrastructure to be reliant on Binance. And, you know, look what just happened to CZ. Like, mm -hmm. that's perfect proof as to, <laughs> you know, why we we chose to build our own blockchain like we don't know what's going to happen next or if anything else could happen with the binance smart chain if it gets banned in certain countries or you know whatever the case may be so uh, that was why we wanted to be more independent and how we why we had to kind of change gears but there's still a lot of value that we can bring with that token all right you know it, it definitely makes sense and um you know for people that don't know binance was like a really busy ecosystem i mean probably still is i haven't looked into it too much recently where like lots of apps just get tons of traffic they had stable coins there before cosmos i think native um stable coins before cosmos which is huge um i i was just gonna ask something and i forgot damn it um Oh, um, you guys, you guys are not focused on building apps over there, though, right? It's going to be on your own chain from from this point on. Uh, yeah, at the moment, we're not focused on building any apps over there, but there's definitely a possibility we will in the future have a Binance Smart Chain app running at some point. But that's not really. Uh, it's kind of on the back burner until we get further along, since Source is the priority. Got it. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna invite people again in the audience. If you have questions, feel free to come up. Um, this is a good point to kind of I want to let you guys and Chad, you you're more involved in this than I am by a long shot. If there's anything that I missed, we could definitely go into that just to like do the project justice. I think you guys touched it pretty well. Um, I know that uh, Joe, you and Tank are 
uh, heading up a NFT Nashville. I think that there is also a, a NFT platform that Source is going to be working on in Q3 or 4, possibly. Is that correct from somebody from Source, or is that not correct? Uh, there's We don't have an exact timeline on the NFT market. It, I know it won't take as long to get up and running as it will uh, the swap, and um, some of it has already been started on. Uh, but yeah, it's there's not really a, a time frame for that. Uh, we also have a really cool uh, real estate NFT application concept uh, that we want to roll out, um, but that's also a lot further down the road. So we have a lot of good stuff coming that's going to be native to the chain. Um, it's just, you know, this stuff takes time to build. There's no easy button that just makes everything happen. Um, I wish there was, <laughs> but uh, uh, we just keep, you know, chipping away and making progress and um, uh, we just keep going forward. Good deal. Uh, a little closer to the timeline. Uh, what I've been hearing rumors about a DRX liquidity pool. Can you uh, get any sure. information on that? Sure. So <clears throat> the liquidity pools work a little different and the uh, different ecosystems and swaps. Uh, on the Binance Smart Chain, we have about 700,000, last I saw, in liquidity uh, for SRCX token. Um, on the um, in Cosmos, on the uh, Osmosis app, uh, we have about 100,000 in liquidity um, over there. So, um, which is funny because our, you know, our, our transaction volume is, um, is increasing on, you know, on both markets, but the Cosmos ecosystem is where everybody, there's more, there's more active, you know, users, uh, than the, the Binance ecosystem. And I think that might be, uh, just location. I'm not sure exactly. Why there's less uh, people um, active over there, uh, specifically, but um, what that's gonna with that liquidity pool on the SRCX uh, pair is gonna do is since now that we have the bridging capability, is we can bring that liquidity over um, into the Cosmos ecosystem with SRCX because that SRCX is basically backed by the BNB liquidity pool um, that supports it on the Binance Smart Chain. So um, all that TVL, when we bring that over to source and make pools on our own swap and on osmosis is gonna create deeper liquidity, which allows for bigger trades and you know more price action. And it's gonna create uh, just more opportunity to to build up that USDC pool, which you know we've done very organically and in grassroots, um, it's been a full-blown community effort at this point. Um, and uh, <clears throat> uh, you know we plan to also you know put more resources into the liquidity pool uh, as we go. But um, for now, uh, that's that's going to make a really big difference in our liquidity by pairing that um, SRCX 
TVL and with source. And kind of the way this system works is, you know, SRCX and its smart contract can basically generate some revenues and that can drive source, the blockchain on Cosmos, and then source blockchain can also create revenue that reverses and drives as in, into SRCX. So it kind of creates this dualistic uh, uh, ecosystem on both of our tokens that support each other and um, and then just increases the liquidity of both uh, trading pairs. And, you know, uh, when we get our native applications up and running, that's going to increase liquidity and, uh, you know, the um, application partners uh, and businesses that we have partnered with, um, you know, a lot of them are interested in also providing liquidity uh, uh, positions and partnerships as they, you know, get more involved and as we get their applications built for their business. So there's just, there's a lot of, you know, stuff going on here. Um, so I hope, I hope I'm not losing anybody. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah, no, I think I think people will get a little bit better idea when you have like your first big announcement and people could kind of see it. Like I I sure. I I like to just see what it looks like when it's when it's like like live and like uh, can like put my hands <clears throat> on it. So I think a lot of people will be yeah. will be interested to see that. Especially people that have been kind of blinded by like the the, the kind of like um I don't know. I think DeFi is kind of stuck in this like toddler stage, but now they'll see like, oh, this company actually has a website and they're using blockchain. This is amazing, you know. Stuff sure. like that. Yeah, and and like we've we've saw like the you know the lack of sustainability in DeFi uh, way before you know the 2021 happened and uh, the Luna's happened and uh, Voyager and Celsius and all these protocols kind of went under and went insolvent and we knew just because of our history in crypto that you know so much of this space is built on speculation and gambling like there's things people just don't understand as far as the liquidity goes and some people in this market are are very good at it they do get it um and you know the the average joe kind of person maybe not so much they just hear you know dogecoin or this meme coin up 500 percent um, I'm going to go buy it and, you know, that the whole gambling hype and craze is on. So, you know, with our chain, like there's still going to be some like speculation, of course, like it's inevitable. But what we're focused on more than anything is creating sustainable uh, eco a sustainable ecosystem that creates value and keeps driving that value growth like perpetually into the future. And so there's, that's what's so cool about this technology is there's so much automation that's not really taking, being taken advantage of from a business standpoint to, you know, generate revenues and buy back into the ecosystem with those revenues. And that just benefits the whole community. Um, and then it, it, it just lifts everybody up. And, and that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to build a, a fully sustainable uh, value-backed ecosystem that is just as strong as it can possibly be, where um, 
you know, you're, you're not going to have so much speculation. You're going to have the, the price is going to be the price because that value backing is actually saying, well, this is all solvent and um, the liquidity and value is all there. So, and it's provable. So that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, I mean, it sounds good. Can't wait to see like what it's going to look like, like I said, when these businesses are uh, actually using blockchain. And- sure. Yeah, and a lot of it, that's a big part of it. All right. Well, if you guys have any um, any announcements, you know, feel free to shoot them my way. I'll be happy to share them. Uh, yeah, this, this was great. And I appreciate you guys coming on late at night to, to do this and uh, inform the people all about Source Protocol. So if you guys are listening, I think what's the easiest way to to get the airdrop? Just go to restake and then yeah, connect so, your wallet. It. Yeah, the uh, the best thing to do is follow us on Twitter. Uh, go to the website. Um, you can look in the documentation. There's an airdrop guide in there. Uh, the other thing we're gonna do, you're gonna want to join our Discord. We have a, a ten thousand uh, dollar giveaway that we're gonna be doing uh, for the community and those that want to participate. So to figure out the details on that you have to uh just join the discord so you can uh know how to participate um and find all the details there uh so that'll be in you know ten thousand of uh source equivalent uh us ten thousand usd of worth of source. oh my god yeah there are people listening that are probably going to take bets on whether or not ten thousand is enough to get you to go into a discord <laughs> I think I think that's about I think that's the right price. I think the price is right. I think yeah. I think I'm gonna put D- Discord on my phone while I'm sitting at work tomorrow. I'm gonna be yeah. logging into Discord for the first time on this phone. Now, I, maybe it sounds good. I mean, um, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully you guys have some announcements soon. I'll be happy to share it. And if you guys want to catch up again in yeah. a couple weeks, couple months, when you got some developments, you know, feel free to reach out. It was sure. nice talking to you guys. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having us on. Appreciate it. Thanks All right, for Chad. Thanks, man. So for, uh, really keeping yeah, us on track. Buddy. Thank you, guys. Yeah, no, no, no problem. Nice meeting. Yeah, thanks, Chad. You too. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. All right, everybody. Have a great night. See you guys. Uh, see you guys soon. I'll be back in action on Friday, six Eastern time, with yet another space. Take it easy. and like Taoism, there's this principle in like Taoism where it's like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want, like just inevitably it kind of starts to happen. There's this principle in like Taoism where it's like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want, inevitably it kind of starts to happen. Chirping on the bird app, listening to nerds flap, wondering why the fuck my timeline's so cursed. It's like everybody's holding heavy bags in Web3. That's why they can't fly. They just drowning in the bird bath, fishing for some dry powder. Watch how we ignite the tower, blowing up their bank accounts, forgetting how to fight the power. Y'all don't even realize how deep this shit goes. They preaching open sauce, but don't listen to the code. And now it's mutiny, community uprise. There's no more humility, futility, plus size. Motherfuckers leaking from the wrench down to the bare metal. Which side the line you bleeding out on when the dust settles? Motherfucking West side shit, needle and noose Sticking with my armory, Yam, Beto and Bruce Repping psychedelic artistry, believing the truth Like these motherfuckers even need a reason to sue? GM fam Is it really worth all the effort? Is it really worth all the fighting? Is it really worth all the drama?
drama? And the answer, I think, is a clear no. We started using Zoom, now we finna zoom out Teaching all these plebidites what this game's really all about Little baby bitches when they choose to have fits All you're left with is kibble when you lose all them bits And that kibble's just sawdust, the shit is all rust Not a great look, you're what we call all nuts And I for one did not see that coming Cracking open books, yo, that's a lot of money Meanwhile over here rewiring features More critical thinking, less knee jerk More evolution, less shit coin Preachers pretending to be teachers Y'all just predatory leeches I mean please, just look at the track record A bunch of VC rap fucks Sucking up the cheddar, the recipe is two steps Rinse and repeat, now we all in your butts And we bring in receipts GM fam, have a seat If you're listening to this, my, my plea to you would be like don't have, don't, don't have to take a side on it Just say like, is it really, is it really worth this war of attrition? It might cost us a lot more than what can be gained by like fighting this to the better end. And sometimes it's better to just like move on. Channel spaces.